Welcome to the Road to Health podcast, a podcast series focused on real Rhode Islanders who are making a difference in the health and wellness of communities across our state. Each episode will take you inside a health topic that affects Rhode Islanders with the hope of informing and empowering you to navigate the confusing but vitally important role of healthcare in your life. Please welcome this week's host, Dr. Matt Collins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Matt Collins, Vice President of Clinical Integration here at Blue Cross, and today I'll be serving as your host. Last year, Blue Cross asked our provider community here in Rhode Island to join us for a Provider Medical Expense Trend Summit to propose innovative ideas and slow down the rising medical costs and make experience of care better for our members and the whole population. We felt that, you know, who better to get this kind of, these kinds of ideas from than doctors who are working every day on the front lines. One of the winning ideas shared from the summit was a program known as Equipped, led by Dr. Liz Goldberg. She's an assistant professor of emergency medicine at Brown and a physician in emergency medicine at both Rhode Island and the Miriam Hospital. We're fortunate to be joined in the studio today by Dr. Goldberg. She's going to tell us more about Equipped and how it aims to reduce adverse drug events in patients. Welcome to the podcast, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. Uh, can we start with some background? You know, I think our listeners would love to know, what is the problem with uh, medications that might have a harmful effect based on the age of the individual? Is this a national problem? Uh, you know, how can we work with the seniors? And can you talk a little bit more about what the heck adverse drug events are? Absolutely. So this is a problem, and it's actually a growing problem. So older adults are more likely to experience harmful interactions between different medications because they have more health problems and they take more medications than younger people. So in fact, one in six adults um, age 65 or older will have one or more harmful reactions to a medication or medications. And what is an adverse drug event? It is when an injury results uh, related to a drug. So it can include medication errors, adverse drug reactions, allergic reactions, and even overdoses. And they can happen anywhere. They usually happen in the home, but they can also happen in hospitals or in long-term care settings like nursing homes. That's great. Thanks. That was a really clear explanation. So you guys in the emergency room and gals, you see all kinds of stuff. But I would think that in your positions, you just want to do your very best and make sure that those people don't have to come back to use your services again. Is there any way that Equipped helps to prevent that from happening? Yeah, so Equipped is a wonderful program. I didn't start this program. This program was actually started by two geriatricians, Dr. Melissa Stevens and Dr. Camille Vaughn, and they're located at Emory. And they found that um, there was really a need to provide more education to emergency medicine physicians and to create some informatics structures that would help physicians make the right choices. And uh, what they did is they created a program called Equipped where they would go out and educate emergency physicians about common geriatric medication prescribing principles, uh, medications that were often dangerous for older adults that have um, medical problems such as kidney impairment. And uh, they created this order set. So based on the beers list, which is a list, a comprehensive list of medications that should be usually avoided in older adults, they created an order set so that an emergency physician, for instance, instead of deciding what medication to prescribe uh, for pneumonia and what exact dose and how many times a day they should prescribe it, there was an order set there. So they just had 
to click on that medication and the right dose for that particular patient that was safe for every older adult would appear. And uh, what they found is that they actually reduced um, potentially inappropriate prescribing um, among the patients um, that received this intervention by 20 to 50%, depending on the center where they did it. So it was a really successful program, and I'm really excited to um, bring it to New England. This is the first time that we're going to see this in a hospital here in New England. Um, and it's, it's exciting to partner with Blue Cross Blue Shield on this. Yeah, well, I'm really glad you brought it to our attention. You mentioned the beers list, and some people refer to that as the dangerous drugs in the elderly. And uh, senior citizens are on a lot of different meds. What are some of those medications that you might, might want to take extra caution when prescribing to seniors? A common one is antibiotics, and antibiotics are actually implicated in adverse drug events for children and younger adults and seniors, but in and particularly in seniors. Um, So for instance, if you have a urinary tract infection, one of your physicians may have put you on Bactrim. um, And that is a medication that can actually cause high levels of potassium in your body if you're on common um, medications for your blood pressure, like ACE inhibitors. Lisinopril is the common one that people think about. So um, Bactrim is one of the medications that's on the beers list, and it's one of the medications that we are going to try to avoid going forward um, thanks to this EQUIP program. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Let's take a quick break for healthcare basics. Each episode, we take a minute to shed light on common healthcare terms you may encounter. This episode's healthcare basics topic is generic drugs. Generic drugs are made from the same key ingredients as the brand name drugs you see advertised on TV. The government says that these drugs are as safe and effective as the brand name medicine. Once a company's patent on a brand name prescription drug has expired, other drug companies are allowed to sell the same formulation of the same active ingredients, resulting in a generic, non-brand name drug. Because more manufacturers can produce generic drugs, they are typically less expensive than the brand name version. Most health plans have a lower copayment for generics. We're back, and we're talking to Dr. Liz Goldberg about a program called Equipped. A lot of times as caregivers are helping senior citizens, and they may be actually kind of at least aware of, if not managing the meds, what are some things that a caregiver can do outside of, you know, the prescribing uh, program that you're talking about there to make sure that they reduce the chance that the person they're caring for is going to experience one of these uh, adverse drug events? Caregivers are so important. In fact, as an emergency physician that is practicing, we love it when caregivers come to the emergency department because, as you know, many older adults do have some cognitive impairments, some memory problems, and it can be really hard to recall a list of medication that's 10, 15 medications long. Um, and so one of the best things you can do as a caregiver is create a list, a comprehensive list of medications, and bring it with you during every doctor's visits. It's important for primary care physicians to see that list. They want to know what what your loved one is taking every day, and it gives them a chance to do something we call reconciliation, to look over those meds and say, oh, actually, my notes say that you're supposed to be on on, um, this medication only twice a day. Why are you taking it three times a day? And it also helps us in our emergency situations because we're often in the position where we need to prescribe new medications to you. And if we don't have a list of accurate medications, then uh, we might inadvertently prescribe a medication that interacts with a medication you forgot to tell us about. And so 
caregivers can uh, be really helpful, um, especially in creating these up-to-date medication lists and acting as advocates and asking during every doctor's appointment, is this the right list? Can you help me with this medication? I don't know why I'm taking this. Um, And also to report potential um, adverse events. We don't know as physicians if you're experiencing side effects unless you tell us, and we can often make changes um, to medications um, to make them safer for you. That's great. That's really good advice. It's really thoughtful and kind of makes me think that, you know, uh, the doctors want to do a great job, but it really takes them having all the information shared, and and it takes some advocacy on the part of both the patient for themselves and their caregivers as well so that the doctor can do the best job that they can possibly do. So caregiver support really essential, Liz, but what really happens? So somebody's being seen in the emergency room and the emergency room doctor goes to use, I assume, the electronic health record. What do they actually see? What are they directed to do or what are they directed not to do that would lead to less adverse drug events potentially or prescribing of a medication that might be on that, say, beers list? So that's a great question. Um, so if you're an older adult, you come to the and you come to the emergency department, your physician is going to decide: Do I admit this person or to um, or to discharge you from the hospital? And if they decide that you are safe to be discharged, they are going to go into a prescription order screen. And um, now that we have equipped, instead of choosing um, among all the medications that are potentially available to you as an emergency physician, you have a disp- disposition order set. And basically, that is a list of medications for common complaints such as uh, pneumonia or pain-related complaints um, that you as a physician can click on, and it will show you, okay, um, this is the perfect dose for an older person that might have some reduced uh, kidney function. This is what I'm going to pick. And you just click on one button, and it populates, um, for instance, a lidoderm patch. Um, It's a patch um, that's safe for older adults. Um, with painful conditions, it'll populate uh, for seven days. Um, And not only does that make prescribing faster for us, but it makes it safer for um, the older person um, because it lists um, the appropriate medications for their um, common health conditions. The other thing that Equip does is that at the end of the month, our physicians are going to be receiving a tailored report. So they're going to look at a report and it's going to say, okay, of all the medications that were prescribed to older adults, um, you may have prescribed um, five, six medications that were potentially inappropriate. And what medications were those? And how can we help you find safer alternatives to that? And so um, I'm going to be working with the physicians in our group and in our state to help them identify safer alternatives and even be aware that um, there are safer alternatives. So as emergency physicians, we do um, a lot of training at, at Brown Emergency Medicine. We do four years of residency training, um, and we do get geriatric knowledge as part of that training, but there can always be more, um, more knowledge. And older adults, like I said before, have more complex medical conditions. They're on more medications. So there are many more things to consider, and it's good for our physicians to have a little booster about what is important to older people and what meds are are safe. Yeah, because, you know, you and I as physicians, we know that that list uh, of medications is really long on the beers list. 
And there are reasons when you would prescribe it. It may be the only thing that's really for that person's condition. I think of people with, you know, heart rhythm problems. They might need to be on a drug that's like digoxin or amiodarone. And so there probably are some times when you would want to override those directions. But what you're saying is you bring the group together. So after they've done the prescribing, you're able to give them a summary so they can reflect on whether there were some other opportunities for improvement to reduce some of those uh, dangerous drugs. Exactly. And in addition to providing them with those monthly reports, we actually do some peer benchmarking. So we can tell them, you know, of our, um, of our physicians in the group, um, it looks like you're an outlier in terms of you're prescribing much safer or you're prescribing um, medications that might not be considered as safe. And so um, I think it can be helpful um, for an individual to get that kind of feedback about where they are in the group. And I know you have great support from your department uh, and so, in other words, your other emergency room doctors that you work with. So it's great that there's that kind of commitment and openness to learn how they can improve. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Carolyn Belisle, Managing Director of Community Relations at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Let's take a minute to highlight one of the local nonprofit organizations Blue Cross partners with in the Rhode Island community. Founded in 1993, Operation Stand Down Rhode Island's mission is to help homeless and at-risk veterans secure stable housing. Ending the cycle of veteran homelessness and preventing it requires much more than providing a roof over the head of an individual veteran or veteran's family. To achieve this goal, Operation Stand Down Rhode Island offers a wide range of life-changing services, including supportive, permanent, and transitional housing, intensive case management, basic human needs assistance, such as food and clothing, and an employment training and placement program. For more information on our community partnerships, please visit bcbsri.com backslash community. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm just going to shift gears a little bit. You know, one of our goals here is to reduce avoidable uh, emergencies, you know, hospitalizations, things like that. And our intent with this uh, provider medical expense trend summit was kind of help the get some help from the doctors in Rhode Island to understand where were some ways that we could uh, accomplish that. Can you talk a little bit how equipped might actually help to reduce some unnecessary or avoidable hospitalizations? Let's say, absolutely. So. When you're out in the community and you've recently been prescribed a new medication and you experience a potential side effect of that medication, where do you go? Um, it's often to come to see the emergency physician. And actually, uh, there was a recent article in 2016 by the Journal um, of the American Medical Association, JAMA, and they found that four ED visits occurred for every thousand individuals annually. And um, approximately a fourth of those visits then resulted in hospitalization. So not only are we seeing a lot of patients with adverse drug events, we often end up hospitalizing them because of those adverse drug events. And so as you can imagine, that causes um, an increase in cost for, for, um, for you, for payers, for everyone in the community. Yeah, and every time they're in the hospital, they often have their own cost sharing as well. So that's a great thing to keep the money in their pocket by just, you know, by this program, which is awesome. And I, I got to applaud you for bringing this to our attention and bringing it to Rhode Island and to New England uh, more broadly. As you said, that this is the first hospital system that has this equipped program deployed. So what's next, Liz? What, what, where do we go from here? It seems like we would want to try to 
spread this uh, because it's it's all good stuff. Yeah, so um, it's amazing how the Equip program has grown in the last couple of years. I think once uh, Dr. Vaughn and Steven shared their results, a lot of other hospitals said, you know, we really want to do this for our patients. It seems smart. We're educating physicians. We're educating patients. We're creating informatic solutions that, that really help the patient. And um, it looks like this program is con- going to continue to expand. So we have three lifespan emergency departments where we're going to be putting this program into place. And we're also meeting with leaders of hospitals outside of the lifespan system to try to spread this program. Um, well, that's fantastic. I, I got to thank you from the bottom of my heart because, you know, uh, I know folks who, you know, are senior citizens. And uh, I love the fact that there's that extra decision support, those extra safeguards to make sure that when they're in your emergency rooms, there's that extra attention to reducing the chance that they're going to have a prescription that may lead to an adverse drug event. So I applaud you, Liz Goldberg. Thank you very much for bringing this forward. And it's been great talking to you today. Any last words? No, I, I appreciate being part of this process and helping make medications and uh, healthcare safer for um, the older adults in our community. Well, thank you for doing that. Well, that concludes today's podcast from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. I hope you enjoyed what we shared here and uh, have a great day. That's it for this episode of the Road to Health podcast brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Our producer is Jill Flaxington. Our sound engineer is Jonathan Finn. For more information on the topics discussed or to listen to our library of episodes, please visit bcbsri.com. If you'd like to connect with us or have a story to tell, we are at BCBSRI on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.